right, take your Bibles and turn to, uh, turn to Psalms, then back up to Job, and then you'll be in the right book of Esther, amen? Uh, now, if I said just turn to the book of Esther, it may take a little bit uh, extra time. Brother Tommy uh, Bunch, uh, your, your thought this morning, it was a great Sunday school lesson, by the way, but it was on the, the providence of God. And uh, the book of Esther, and, and, and by the way, we're, we're going to, let's see, we've got 22 minutes. Uh, we're going to cover eight chapters. We're not going to read eight chapters, but we're going to preach quick. You've got to listen quick. And, and Ed, let me say thank you for being here. Uh, God bless you. Built our first house. Uh, Kim, you need to see. Uh, uh, Robin, is it Robin? Uh, God bless you for being here. Built our first house in Blacksburg. Not quite a thousand square foot house and uh, some of the happiest times. So thank you. And thank you for being here. God bless you. Let's give him a hand this morning. Amen. That's wonderful. Okay, the book of Esther. Um, and we're not going to read an introductory part. I'm just going to say Romans 8.28. You, uh, and I've marked it in, in my Bible, the book of Esther, Romans 8.28. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, who are called according to His purpose. Christians, God works things for the good. Sometimes we don't understand. Many times we don't understand. That's why also, besides Romans 8.28 in my Bible, I put Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And, 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 and then it goes on to say, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Now again, are our paths all smooth? I listened to a preacher this past week. And, uh, and, and just because we are saved, that does not mean that we are going to live a problem-free life. That, it's not. Why would we want to go to heaven if everything was good here on this earth? So things aren't good here on this earth. In this world, ye shall have tribulation. Amen? But then Jesus said these words, awesome words. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. You see, this world is not our home. We are, we're just traveling through. We're just passing through. And so there's a brighter day coming for the child of God. If you don't know Christ today, put your faith in Jesus, because this is not the final home for us as saved people. We're going to a place that's perfect, without sin, without separation, without pain. And again, the song says, what a day that will be when Jesus I shall see. So the book of Esther, just let me give you a, a, a quick introduction. Uh, the story of Esther and how she saved her people, the Jews, from certain death in my mind, and, and, and Mark, I was, uh, Mark in, yeah, Mark's in here. We were talking yesterday on the phone. I told him, I said, in my early uh, days as a Christian, and, and it's been I mean, 40-some years now, I've always chosen Bible characters that I have looked to increase my faith, and that's what I have been wanting to do for, for the past few weeks and for the next few weeks. Choose Bible characters, choose Bible stories that we can look at them and our own faith can be increased. You say, Brother Sheikh, how do you do that? Here's how. Because Esther's God is my God. 
Esther's God is your God, if you know Christ as your Savior. And so God used this lady to save her people, the Jews, from certain death. And to me, it is one of the most amazing stories of God's providence and, uh, and, and His care for His own people. You say, what is the providence of God? Well, Tommy said this. He, he gave me a shorter version. He said, the providence of God is God cares and He guides. It's very true. I wrote this down this morning. The providence of God. God's caring provision for His people as He guides them in their journey of faith through life accomplishing His purpose in them. And so what do we need today? <laughs> in, in essence, what we need is God will see to it that we will have everything we need as we live on this earth. That's the kind of God. That's the providence of God. God will see to it that He takes care. Now, I'm going to give you a strange fact very quickly. The name God does not appear in the book of Esther. That's amazing, isn't it? But it's all about God. It's, it's all about His providence. It's all about His power. It's all about His provision. It's all about His wisdom. It's, it's all about He can take something bad and make good of it. And so even though the name God is not mentioned in this book, it's all about God. So... Now, let me just give you a quick setting before we jump into all these chapters very quickly. The great Babylonian empire, empire has fallen, and Persia now rules the world. The king of Persia, and it took me all week, I probably won't get it right this morning, it took me all week more studying from my message uh, just to study this name, the king. The king's name, king of Persia, is Artaxerxes. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's not. It's Ahasuerus. It's, it's a long U and it's a long E. Ahasuerus. Now, on three, I want your church to say that. On three. One, two, three. Ahasuerus. One, two, three. Ahasuerus. Uh, it's a shame I didn't name one of my boys that. Amen. Um, but Ahasuerus is a very powerful man during this time. Um, but not only is he a very powerful man, but he's a very pr uh, proud man. You know what the book of Proverbs says about pride? Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before fall. We will find out that even though he was a very powerful, he was also a very proud. Uh, Hashiris is controlled by two things beginning to the story. Number one, he's controlled by alcohol. Number two, because of alcohol, he's controlled by anger. Even though King Ahasuerus could not, he controlled everybody, he controlled an empire, but he could not control the, the influence of alcohol and anger in his life. In chapter one, you can read this on your own, but the king, he stole a huge party. Alcohol was being consumed, and uh, Ahasuerus. Uh, he's married to the queen, Vashti. So he commands her, I want you to come before everyone and display your beauty to everyone. Well, Vashti refuses to do that. And uh, after the king consults with some of his leaders, 
a decision is made. They said, she's got to go. Get you, get you another queen, king. And so anyway, in chapter 2, young virgins are sought for the king so he can decide which one he wants for his new queen. Now, I want you to go to chapter 2. We're just going to look at this very quickly about two characters, two main characters. Look at verse number 5 in chapter 2 of Esther. Now, in Shushan, the palace... There was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish, a Benjamite, who had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captivity which had been carried away with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. And he brought up Hadassah, that is Esther. And Esther and Mordecai now become very prominent in this story, Mordecai is a Jew. He was taken captive out of Jerusalem. Esther, a beautiful Jewish girl from Mordecai's family. Her parents are dead. And at this point in her life, he becomes like a father figure to Esther. Mordecai brings Esther before the king to audition, hopefully that she can become the queen of the land. And lo and behold, verses 16 and 17, Esther is chosen as the queen. Now, I want you to go, because this again, this is the providence of God, how God works. Go to verses 21 through 23, and, and, and it says, in those days, while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, Two of the king's chamberlains, Bigthan and Teresh, of those which kept the door, were wroth or were angry. And they sought to lay hand on the king Ahasuerus. The thing was known to Mordecai, who told it unto Esther the queen, and Esther certified the king thereof in Mordecai's name. Now, what happens, he saves the king's life from these two men. And when, verse 23, when inquisition was made of the matter, it was found out, therefore, they were both hanged on a tree. Now notice this. And it was written in the book of the Chronicles before the king. Was that by accident? No. The providence of God. God allowed this to happen. God will bring it out shortly as we will see. And so... In chapter 3, we meet an evil man. We meet a, um, a biblical day Hitler, if you will. His name is Haman. How many of you like to see the bad guy go down? How many of you, I, I just love it. I, 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 just, I just love when, when the bad guy, at the end, he thinks he's on top of the world, but, you know, he goes down. And so right now, Haman is on top of the world. I mean, he thinks he is, he is somebody at this point. And so uh, I wrote down, he's wicked, he's conceited, he's cocky, and he's proud. And, and uh, by the way, King Ahasuerus, he promotes, he promotes Haman. But here's something about, and I love it, I love about Christians today. Do you know, Christians, there are some things we don't need to bow down to. We don't, we don't need to bow down to someone's against our God. Amen? We don't need to bow to those who are against this book right here. 
we, we still need to stand fast in the Lord. Amen. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. There's some things that, we're not, we're, look, and I'm not going to get off. Now I've got 10 minutes. But we don't need to bow to the woke system. I'm just telling you, I'm not going to bow. Someone's going to say, you've got to perform the same sex marriage or else. As for me and my house, we're going to choose or else. Amen? That's, that's, why do you say that, brother? Say Because that's what the book says. Amen? Marriage is between a, a man and a woman. And so we've got to understand, we're not going to bow to that. So Haman, he wanted everybody to bow to him, show him respect, give him what he thought he deserved. Woo! Mordecai said, <laughs> not me. I'm not going to bow to you. You are a man. The only person that I will bow to is Almighty God. Now, church, if we will take that in our heart, we'll be okay, amen? We're, gonna, we're going to give honor to whom honor is due. First and, foremost, first and foremost, that is God Almighty. So Mordecai, boy, he makes Haman. Haman's furious. He gets permission from the king. He lies about the Jews, by the way. But he gets permission from the king to have all the Jews killed. And, uh, and the king's not aware of everything that he has been uh, lied about. So in chapter 4, Mordecai is heartbroken. These are his people. I mean, he knows these are God's people, and he begins to mourn. He tells Esther, Esther, you are going to have to go before the king and reveal Haman's plan to destroy all of us. Now, you just, even though she was queen, she still didn't have the right to knock on his door and say, I need to see you. I want to talk to you now. No, it had to be with the king's permission. Again, it goes to the providence of God. She goes and stands, and he recognizes her and says, What can I do? For you. And Esther goes before the king. He invites her in. And this is what she does. She invites the king and Haman to a banquet that day. And then she says, uh, King, if it's okay, would you and Haman meet me tomorrow for another banquet? And this again, it's where the providence of God kicks in. And I love it. Haman. He goes home excited. He tells his wife, he tells his friends, hey, I get to go to another banquet with the king tomorrow. And uh, he says, but the only thing that's bothering me right now is old Mordecai. He still won't bow to me. So the, his wife and some friends say, well, you are in charge. Have some gallows built 50 feet high. And have that guy hung. Just, just have him destroyed. Kill him. Get him out of your way. And boy, he, uh, he puts in the request for those gallows to be built. And um, Haman at this point thinks he is, he's just, everything's going his way. And it is going his way to this point. But now I want you to go to chapter 6 and verse 1. This is, you can't miss this part about the providence of God, how God cares, how God guides, how God provides. In chapter 6, verse 1, On that night, 
could not the king sleep? And he commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles, and they were read before the king. Now you say, what's so significant about this? Well, right here, he is going to hear about a man named Mordecai that saved his life. And he asked the question. He says, uh, what honor and dignity hath been done to Mordecai for this? And the servant said, nothing. Nothing's been done. He saved your life, but nothing's ever been done to honor him. And so oh, King Ahasuerus, he brings in Haman. Now again, church, you got to understand, Haman thinks it's him the king's talking about. He says, Haman, what? For me to honor someone that deserves to be honored, what should be done for him? Well, Haman thinks it's himself that's going to be honored. So he makes up, oh, do this and bring it before the people and give him the finest dress and give him everything. Just, just make him look good in front of everybody. Well, then the news is given. <laughs> he says, uh, Haman, I want you to do this for Mordecai. Oh, the providence of God. See, we want to get even. We want to do it our way. Uh, let me just say, God knows how to work things better than we do. Amen. And so, so lo and behold, Mordecai is recognized. Haman is heartbroken, heartbroken. But he still gets to go the next day to the banquet. So uh, the queen uh, there they are, the king and Haman. And she says, King, there's a certain man in this kingdom that wants to kill people that are innocent. They've not done anything against you. They've not done anything against anyone here. They're good people. And the man who wants this done is right there, Haman. Oh, let me tell you, Haman's in trouble right now. You say, what happened? Now, I've got four minutes. The king <coughs> says, <coughs> then hang him on the gallows that he had built for Mordecai. So church, I'm going to tell you, God in his providence will take care of you. God, I, I know all of us, Somewhere along the line, we've got major problems. We may, we may have major trials in our life right now. We may be going through a storm. And uh, Brother Mike, good song, by the way. What we need is an anchor. <laughs> what we need is a Bible. What we have, amen, we have Jesus. And so to you today who are facing difficult times, you're in a storm right now maybe. The providence of God, God has everything under control. What do you say, Brother Jake? What is our, what is our duty today as a whole? <clears throat> our duty today is the same as it was in this day. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. That's what it is. You see, <laughs> Esther and Mordecai had no idea how God was going to do it. But they had faith believing that somehow God was going to do it, and he did. So I'm just going to tell you, God's grace is always there for us. Uh, may I, and I'm not going to sing like Brother Michael, there's no way, but I will remind us today, great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. 
And I trust that you know Christ. If you don't know the Lord Jesus today, the greatest thing in life would be for you to hear the plan of salvation, for you to know that you're a sinner, that Jesus died for your sins, and by faith receive the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you don't know Him, take time today to accept the Lord as your Savior. May we pray, Father. Thank you so much for this beautiful story of your providence. Thank you, Lord, for the faith of Mordecai. Thank you for the faith of Esther. Thank you, God, that they didn't try to work things out on their own. They trusted you. And so, Lord, I pray for people today that are facing great trials and troubles that you would encourage them. Lord, we don't understand how you're going to do things, but we understand that you can. And again, Lord, we have many people that are going through, Lord, just uh, hard times right now. I pray that you would encourage them. And then, Lord, above all, if there's anyone here without the Lord, please let them realize life is so short. Life is so short. They need Jesus. Jesus is the answer to everything. So thank you for, again, Bible stories, Bible characters that will help our faith to be increased. God, you receive glory and honor and praise today. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you so much for your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. I am going to ask you, before you leave today, a personal question. And the question is, if, if you died now, before you left this building, how many of you know that you'd go to heaven how many of you know that? Donnie Quesenberry, this morning, about 1 o'clock, God uh, gave him his last breath to breathe. But you know where Donnie is right now as we speak? He's in heaven because he knew Jesus. And so if you don't know Jesus, please come and say, Shake, I want to be saved today. I want to have my sins forgiven. I want to go to heaven one day. And then if you have a trial in your life, you just need to come and say, Lord, please, I'm giving it to you. You come to this altar. God's bigger than your problem. I promise you that. And so you come as Mike Legis. Thank you, Mike.